0: Seated. Our scripture readings as we continue on in this Easter Sunday or Easter season uh, continue from Acts and Revelation. So our first reading in the book of Acts in the eleventh chapter. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the Word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying. You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them? But Peter began and explained it to them in order. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, something like a great sheet descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners. And it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the air, and I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord. For nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading from the Revelation to John in the 21st chapter. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise in honor of the gospel. In our gospel reading this day from John's gospel in the 13th chapter. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, this is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Would you please join your hearts together with mine as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day where you have gathered us together around your word in a place where you promise to be by your word and your gifts. Be with us now by your Holy Spirit. Remove distractions from our hearts and minds and lead us ever to Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Oh, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You look different. You do! I don't normally see either of you wearing those white robes, and don't worry, I'm not going to focus on you the entire time right now. But you look different. The white robes, obviously, are one. Huh. You all look a little different, too. But you always have. Uh, at least two eyes outside the church, you all look a little different. Walking down the street, you don't look all that different. I mean, it's pretty hard to say how you would look different than anybody else in God's creation by any means. Yet, sometimes, I'm sure you too have heard this as well, the way you've used your words looks different. The way you might use a word of care, or a word of love, or a word of empathy, in a world that doesn't always hear those same words, sometimes you look absolutely the same. Me too. Our words may not always be empathetic or loving or caring. In fact, a lot of times our words can be pretty judging or empty or hurtful. And all of those words are words that are things that would not so much help those who are around us by any means. In fact, those are words when people start to hear us use those words and they say, wait a minute, you go to church, you're a Christian so far as you've said, and yet you sound and look exactly like everybody else that's out there. How does that add up? How does that work? When your words are just as judgmental, just as hurtful, just as broken, and just as hurtful. We can kind of wrap our heads around that a little bit because we have some categories to work with that are different in uh, the church setting as opposed to outside the church setting. We talk about sin and we talk about forgiveness and then we can go into a long explanation about how yes, we are in the church but we are also sinful yet it doesn't necessarily take away the hurt. There's times that those words just need to be repented of and And when we use words that are hurtful or actions that are hurtful and things that break others down, we need to own up to that too and just say you're absolutely right. You're right, I am a Christian. But I am a broken Christian as well. And I'm not a perfect Christian by any means, nor am I perfect, nor is anybody really. And so you're right, there's times at which the world and the church look exactly the same. Yet, yet there's other times that you look different. There's other times you look different because God continues to work in your life, continues to work through your hands and through your words and through your heart to take care of that world that sees words and actions come from you that they really don't see anywhere else in life. And if they do, it's probably got a slightly different motivation. See, because the world out there actually shows a lot of love. It's a little bit of a different love. But it is a love. It's a love that may lean more towards acceptance than love. Because it's a a love that wants to make people feel happy. It's a love that wants to make sure people feel comfortable. Now, a Christian love is not necessarily going to work that way. Nowhere in Scripture does God say, I have called you my child so the rest of your life will be happy. Not by any means. Nor comfortable really. I mean, he looked at the disciples and pretty much told each one of them how they were going to die as martyrs. That's not happy nor comfortable. So this love out in the world on the surface can look very emotional and wonderful and that it's just all-encompassing and caring, but really it's a desire for somebody to just simply accept us and to simply be in a place where there's no contention or anything. So when we walk into that kind of love, you look different. You look different because you are going to carry a word that sounds different than the world's love. You're going to show a love that is different than the world's love. And the way that love looks different is because you can actually speak words that are true, like saying, I'm a broken, repentant sinner. I don't do things perfectly. Yet, I know that God loves me. These are things that don't seem to make sense because when you do things as an enemy towards something else, there's not supposed to be love between those two things. But God's Word and Paul and Romans as well as other places says, while we were yet enemies of God, Christ died for us. While we were yet enemies of God. See, this word that we have to be able to speak Truth in love is a very different word than simply speaking words of acceptance so that somebody feels comfortable or happy. And so in your life as a Christian, you are going to look different because there is sin that creeps up within our lives absolutely every single day. Unintentionally, it is there and it happens and never has a good outcome. Yet in that sin, we can remember something that God calls us. He calls us his child. He calls us his own. He says, you're mine. See, that doesn't make sense to us either because sin before a holy God shouldn't be in the same place. And that's absolutely right. We have no ability of our own to be able to make ourselves right to be in the presence of God. You all know that when you walk in here. You walk in and I say in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, immediately we start confessing our sins because we realize that God himself has promised to be in this place by his spoken word, by his written word, in the sacraments. And he says, I'm here for you. And it scares us a little bit because we know we look different than that God. Yet in that very moment, you also hear some other words. You hear that though you come in with sins that they are forgiven on account of Jesus alone. On account of the Son of God alone. On account of His word and His promise given to you that you no longer look like you did when you walked in. So there's a lot of times that you might look different in some places. Yet to God, You've never looked different at all from the day of your baptism. Not one bit. See, in that day, his word washed over you and all of Christ's righteousness was wrapped around you and you were dressed spiritually looking exactly like Gavin and Lily right now, in white. Wrapped up in white robes of Christ in a way where before God you are sinless, not because of who you are specifically, but almost in spite of who you are and because of Christ. And for your sake, he has wrapped his righteousness around you as you were raised out of the waters of baptism and then called a child of God, wrapped in his promises, in Christ's righteousness, forgiven of your sins and lifted up to be able to be in his presence. He comes into this place for you Not to scare you off, not to hold your sins in front of you forever, but to forgive you, to call you his own, to be with you, to lead you, to guide you, and to love for one another so that you would look different, so that your love would be different. Because see, your love is not aimed in a way to make others feel good so that you feel good about how they feel good, so that you can sit together and just both feel good and happy and whatever it is that you want to be doing that's following your own desires, but so that your love would actually be something beneficial for the other person so that your motive would be so outside of yourself because you know that Jesus has done everything for you. He has died for you and risen for you to give you life and your eternity is wrapped up in everything that he did in his love, life, love, one of those two words, in his love for you so that your love for others would look so radically different than anything else out in the world. People would say, wait a minute, why do you look so different? Why is your love so different? How can you care for somebody without thinking of yourself? This love that God leads us to is an amazing love. All throughout history, it's been noticed as well. There is a a Roman historian that before he was Christian, his name was Marsilius Felix, if I remember it right, in about 250, 300 AD or so. And he was kind of a professional people watcher of the day, a sociologist of the day, if you will. And he would look around at the different cultures and look at the history that was going on. And he noted about Christians, about how they love people, even who aren't Christians. Christian, how they love those outside of their cultural boundaries, as they love those who need to hear of a different word that they have never heard anywhere else, as they would run into places of sickness without care for themselves, without worry about themselves, but simply because somebody else needed care and they were being abandoned. During certain plagues that hit the Roman times, the doctors, family members, everybody would flee the town and leave those who were sick just to die. But see, it was the Christians in the area that would run in and they'd say, look, I'm here. I'm here to bring what you need. Is it olive oil? Is it wine? Is it medicine? Is it rest? Is it a word? Is it a promise? What is it? I am here for you. I'm here to take care of you. They looked so different in how they took care of people that were not of their own. And so then the question started to raise from everybody who is being cared for. They'd say, well, why is this? They'd say, oh, look, I believe in this God, this creator of everything. And by his son, who is from eternity, and he's been there ever since the beginning and the creation of all of that, he actually came into the flesh So that we would know of God's love for us and what it looked like in real life tangibly and in a real way as the creation would react before its creator and healings would happen and all kinds of wonderful things would happen. And a word that was spoken that was like none other, a word of forgiveness, a word of love from the creator of the universe. See, that's the God that we believe in. This word that became flesh, that rose up so we would see God's love for us in action, and that that love looked like such a sacrificial love as opposed to a transactional type of love. This sacrificial love that cared not for itself but solely for the other person. This love that died for us, this love that rose for us, this love that then is spoken into our sinful lives to say, You're forgiven. And I love you in a way that is different than every other love. That's God's love for you. And Jesus looked at his disciples and said, All right, a new way for you to look at life. Love one another. And he's speaking specifically to the disciples that were there in that moment as he had just washed their feet, taken on the office of a servant to kneel down, cleanse their feet something that was well below his station as a rabbi and then would stand up and gather them together and then in almost a prophetic sort of way as he says love one another as i have loved you they're a little confused about that at the moment but then within just a handful of hours they would see what his love fully looked like as he would hang upon the cross as he would say it is finished As he would say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And then that beautiful Easter morning, when they would all be huddled together in fear of the Jews and in fear of the judgment of the world and in fear of the judgment of everything that was going on, and then he would show up in their presence to speak words of peace and forgiveness and then send them out, loved and forgiven by him, into a world that needs to hear of that love. The world around you is not a dark, scary place. It's a beautiful creation. It's a beautiful world that is hurting, that needs to hear of a love like no other. So you go out into that world. Know that before God you look absolutely no different than you ever have. But you get to speak a word that will make you look different. That's okay. Because that world needs to hear of God's love. And you get to love that world just as Christ has loved you. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the love that you have shown us that is different than every other kind of love. We thank you that as Jesus walked around, that he showed us what that love looked like. Not just to be an example so that we would know how to do it. But that it was done for us. That it was done that you would call us your children as well that we would be yours, not because of anything we do, but because of all that Christ has done for us. In Jesus' name, amen.